carrying on our series of Standing in the Rubble, where we are exploring what it looks like to um, navigate this new landscape, the, all the way our society looks. Um, how, do we, um, how do we navigate this? How do we understand who it is that God's calling us to be? And we're particularly focusing through the month of August on the spiritual disciplines. And this morning, um, we're looking at worship and gratitude as a discipline. Um, so I'm surprised you to know that I'm joined by Joe Hardy, um, worship leader, extraordinaire, songwriter. Um, and um, so welcome, Joe. Great, Thank you. To, great to have you with us. Um, so I don't want you to define worship for me, um, but people might not think of worship as a discipline. So how, um, can you talk about that a little bit? What does it look like for worship to be a discipline? Um, and how does it form our, how does it form us spiritually? Yeah, I, I think the, the, the issue with the word discipline is it, it feels like um, <laughs> something you, you're enforced, or, or you know, yeah. we have, we're exploring discipline with Joshy at the minute as so a two-year-old. <laughs> so think about, yeah, don't think about maybe that way, but um, maybe think about discipline as um, training ourselves yeah. or, or yeah, uh, yeah, training ourselves, disciplining ourselves to um, practice, to develop a habit, yeah. to form habits within us, which is also something you're probably wrestling <laughs> with Joshy about too. So um, Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, obviously, our first experience in understanding worship uh, corporately is coming well, we used to come here and, and sing together, and uh, that whole act was about us taking our focus off of ourselves in that moment, you know, interrupting the preoccupation with mm. ourselves. That's a, a, a line from Eugene Peterson, uh, to attend to the presence of God, and mm. actually the discipline of actually, I'm, I'm stopping, I'm being fully present in this moment, I'm, yeah. I'm not on my phone, I'm not yeah. thinking about the roast necessarily, yeah. and, and actually I'm attending to the presence of God yeah. here. That's, that's what we do with corporate gathering. Yeah, choosing to look up. Yeah, absolutely, and, um, and I think worship is probably the, the, most, um, the most present I ever am in, in my life, and even thinking about parenting and other times, I, I actually think worship is the, the time where I'm most grounded, most in the moment, most present, because I'm not focused on the other things, actually, I'm entirely attending to the presence of God. So I guess that, that's the, the discipline part there, is the allowing myself to, to be interrupted and to interrupt all those other things, um, and that makes sense in our corporate gathering and when we come together and sing. I think the, the discipline part and maybe the part that we don't always talk about so much is how we form that kind of rhythm and routine mm. and pattern at home and on our own. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, you're just talking there about, like, this is a time when you go beyond the preoccupation with self, and, um, which I really like that um, phrase. But, you know, actually probably as with all disciplines, um, but certainly with worship, um, can be quite easy to, um, to make worship quite indulgent. You know, this act which is supposed to be about us looking at encountering Jesus, encountering God face to face, um, being entirely present in his presence, like, you know, and 
beyond ourselves. Um, we can actually become quite indulgent, mm. self-indulgent, whereas you can't be yourself quite self-preoccupied quite. Mm. Um, so how do we avoid that? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. Um, I think, you know, for, for a long time, you and I have talked about worship being a response to the revelation of God. Um, and I think when God is revealed, uh, the way that we are naturally wired as humans is to respond. Um, if you look through history, the, the way that that happened in the Old Testament is they would build an altar, um, they would you know, sac offer sacrifices, there was like, God has been revealed, we have to do something mm. because he's... Yeah, God was here and I never knew it, yeah. as Joshua was built there. God was here all the time and I had no idea it was his, was his altar. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think how we are, we are wired and built is that, that we're designed to respond to the revelation of God. I think what happens is we're not always in tune um, to those revelations or to see God, um, you know, see God do something new and, and responding to that. Or, and maybe worse, we we respond um, and make the focus ourselves as opposed to focusing on what God's done. So, you know, uh, something, a significant moment where God does something beautiful and actually instead of simply giving him the glory, um, gratitude, like, like we started there, and thanking God for who he is, thanking him for what he's done, actually we can view it right. through our own lens, through our yeah. own filter, make it all about, about us in that moment. Yeah. So gratitude might be one of those ways, might it? Because mm. it's that's where we we project back onto God and go, thank you, like the gratitude for all the blessings that you pour out on me. Thank, giving thanks to God for all the ways that He has loved us, been with us, and blessed us, um, and saved us, and healed us, and restored us, and renewed us. And, um, so, yeah, okay. So that, I guess. Gratitude. So, I mean, is gratitude something that you, is that a regular practice in your worship, is that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very often how I um, open a corporate time of worship anyway. Right. Um, Psalm 100 is entering to his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. And actually, I think simply coming into God's presence with thankful heart or, or with a, an attitude of gratitude yeah. um, actually shifts it off of, off of myself and simply says, God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. I think um, I, my mum has always instilled gratitude into us. As, always got to write a letter. As a, always, <laughs> as a family. You know, every year we, at Christmas, we would write a list of 100 things we were thankful for yeah. as a family. And um, I think probably because she used to read Pollyanna to us as boys, that was probably part of that. Uh, but it, it's been something that, um, whether spiritually or physically, has been wired into me. So I do find that that gratitude is something that is very natural and, and when God does something actually uh, I'm, I do find a, a natural response um, yeah it's gratitude I was thinking a bit about uh, um, a kind of a recent story a recent situation of how I've I've been exploring this at home because lockdown's been it's been really it's been a really interesting time um, <laughs> tough time really tough time <laughs> Uh, yeah, raising a toddler and a, a few-month-old baby yeah. through home, uh, you know, it, it's not been a massively disciplined time. It's not been a massively um, 
I mean, we've had routine, but it's been yeah. very much. You've focused had rhythms. Around. We've had a rhythm, but it's been yeah. very much focused around our, our boys. And so, yeah. um, actually, my response to the revelation of God has been much more stolen moments and much more kind of aware. And, and I, I was thinking the other day, there was a point where Freddie was just screaming and screaming, and he he's got some lungs on him, and he <laughs> he just I couldn't settle him. I was rocking him, walking, um, moving around the room, and you know, trying different body positions to help with his reflux and, and all sorts of things. And in that moment, there was just this um, this revelation of God kind of showing me like that's how He holds me, and that's how He looks at me. And, and so, in my deep hurt, anguish, and or, or however I'm feeling, actually, He's there as the Father, holding me, comforting me. Um, and so there was just suddenly this like, oh my goodness, this, you know, the total perspective change instead of like, please stop crying, please stop crying to, please stop crying, but also aware that like almost peace and God, thank you that this is the love that you have for me. So it wasn't this profound mm. singing moment. It wasn't this, <laughs> this beautiful, you know, hour long time of intimacy. Actually, it was a stolen moment of mm. focusing and saying, God, I thank you that this is how you see me. I thank you. This is how you love me. But then worship in that, worship as a response there, which is a beautiful way of talking about it, is, um, is something you've taught yourself to be instinctive, right? Yeah. That is, we don't all, I don't think, instinctively <laughs> recognize when we go, oh, thank you, yes. Lord, because look. <laughs> my, Look at my screaming baby, how wonderful is this moment. What yeah. an incredible revelation of your love. Like, we, don't, we don't all no, respond okay. to those moments like that. Yeah. And, and I don't think you always respond no, to those moments like that. And, um, but it's that when you have that revelation, I think, um, how have you taught yourself um, to, to channel that response into worship? Mm. I think the thing... Um, Worship is an action. It's not a passive thing. In the same way that, you know, love, love's a verb. And it's a nice little saying there. But, but love is, love's an action. To, to love your wife is not to just coexist in the same house. Actually, that probably will cause more upset and frustration. And um, actually, to, to love, love your wife or to, to love your family love, it is an act. Is an action of act of love, act of service, act of exactly. generosity, acts of yeah. And it, it's something that you you might not consciously think or do, but it's something that you actively do. Mm. Um, and I think the the thing that I've had to learn over years um, of practicing this is that worship is an action. Worship is not a you, you don't walk into a think of it in a corporate setting. You don't walk into a room. Um, and get hit by the presence every time. It does happen, but you know you don't walk into a room, get hit by the presence, and suddenly you're drawn up into the heavenly realms, and that's that's a worshipful moment. Actually, to come and worship God is an action of interrupting the preoccupation with myself and all the other stuff around it. Actively going, God, I'm going to I'm going to give you my thanks, my praise, my worship in this moment. Mm. Um, the, the Greek word that's used so often is proskunio, which is um, effectively translated as to kiss the hand. Um, so like coming into the presence of a king, 
you you would then actively go to the king, kiss the hand, bow down, and, and give the the king the present. You know the mm. the word the offering, that, the, yeah. The whatever. Yeah, exactly. And so that that's so often the word that Paul particularly uses when we we worship, and and it's an action of coming into God's presence and coming and kissing the the, the hand, coming and going. Here I am. You are the the king. You are worthy. And, and the same as it is in marriage when we talk about acts of love yep. and kindness acts of submission yeah um it's worship is an act of submission to god it's an act of surrender it's an act of praise and gratitude and whatever it's also this act of surrender your will not mine yeah your um yeah your way not my way yeah your your reality not my reality like your your truth not my truth like it's this act of submission isn't it absolutely yeah and so i think the the discipline part there is practicing that is practicing coming into god's presence and you know mm. submitting surrendering and so i mean that can mean coming into a room full of people on a sunday morning and you're an introvert and you yeah. don't want to be there and and going <laughs> actually no you know what this is being community this is me God, I'm coming to worship you and I want to be here with these yeah. people. And, and it, it can also mean, um, you know, actively choosing to, to give God the glory when you're going through the, the worst suffering right. and the worst pain. And, you know, through this season, people have been lamenting and, and suffering and losing loved ones and, and actually choosing to still give God your, your love and your adoration in yeah. the midst of that. And lament is a less talked about aspect of worship mm. right because Absolutely. but the psalmist i don't know how many of the psalms involve lament but it's it's a significant percentage lot, yeah. and in my head it's around 40 percent. so i don't know if that's true i'm plucking that from somewhere it, yeah. but it's around <laughs> there um so um the you know the lament is prominent mm. in the psalms mm. and yet not so prominent um, you know, we kind of come in and go, oh, sing that song because I love that song and it makes me feel, and it makes me feel great or it makes me feel really close, whatever it might be. But actually lament, and particularly in these days, particularly in these, in these times, lament is an entirely, is a beautiful part of worship. Yeah. Right? So how, I mean, and I think it takes courage, doesn't it, to be honest with God when you're, but this is hurting. Yeah. But this is, I'm really really sad about this or I'm really angry about this or um, that in our worship we don't always gratitude is a great habit yeah. to start with but we don't always have to be happy yeah. um, or thankful um, worship can involve all our emotions right yeah absolutely and I think um, using the, the image there of you know love in a marriage and, and or in a, in a relationship actually if, if all you ever project is the okay and you don't let the person know what's really going on within you, you only get a, a limited expression of that love, don't you? Mm. You, you, you? The best moments often are the times where you've had yeah. to face the really hard things together and you've had to be really raw and honest and vulnerable. And, and yeah. I think, I, I, don't, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know exactly the the journey that it's been on, I think we have got a problem in our society where we, we have to be okay and we right. we have to project something that 
that is okay, it exists all through social media, and I think unfortunately that is then reflected in, in how we gather, because also it's hard in a, in a corporate setting, because some people are celebrating because they've just got promotion or mm. found out they're pregnant, or some people are, are mourning because they've just lost somebody, and, and so it's hard to come into a space and go, right, let's all just sit yeah. in this emotion. But there is something beautiful, isn't there, about well, wherever we are, yeah. whatever's going on, whether we're filled with joy or sorrow, whether we're filled with passion to act and to change the world or anger because I don't I feel so disempowered in the world or whatever it might whatever it might be. I guess the act of worship and tell me where I'm wrong here, because that's why you're sat there and I'm sat here. Um, the act of worship is choosing to look beyond ourselves, but bringing those emotions, bringing that reality but surrendering it, submitting it to God, um, bring, looking up even in the, and, and being honest with those challenges, with those emotions, with that reality, um, but just going, but even in the midst, I'll, I will cry out to you, even in the midst, I will, I will worship you, even in the midst, I will bring this thing to you. And that, I guess, yeah. That's the that's the act of worship, right? Yeah, and I think if if we think of this as the the, the discipline of worship, mm. um, actually the discipline is coming into God's presence wherever I'm at, right? And and meeting with Him in that place, yeah. not just oh I'm feeling pretty good today. Maybe I'll do some singing. Yeah. You know that <laughs> that that limits. I'll put my favourite worship CD on. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is great. There's nothing wrong with yeah. putting your favourite worship on. That's right. It helps us come into the presence. Um, it's just if that's all we ever do. Yeah, I think it's, it's a limited expression of, of, yeah. of love. And, yeah. and I think the, um, one of the practices that I've, I've discovered recently um, that has been about allowing God to be in fully in those moments, and this doesn't matter whether you're in a great place or a, a bad place, is reflecting on um, we have a rhythm to us all in that we breathe in and breathe out all day every day so we have a rhythm and sometimes that's fast and slow but mm. um, actually we can bring God into our our rhythm of breathing and um, so this was something Brian Dirksen was talking about and he talked about um, prayer breath and he, he literally was talking about breathing in and out the word Abba so it was like mm so that our breath becomes a prayer and an expression. And I think that actually that's simple because we're just saying Abba Father. And if we're in a position of, of lament and pain and we don't have a words to express what we're saying, actually we can still acknowledge that he is Father. Mm. In that same way that I was holding Freddie screaming and I, I rem reminded that he is Father. Actually in my pain, I can pray, Abba. You know, he is, mm. he is Father. In my joy, in my celebration, I can declare, Abba, he is Father, he is with me. And that's been a really helpful, mm. really helpful practice to, yeah. to do recently. Love it. Yeah. Joe, thank you so much. Um, beautiful, profound, fabulous. So thanks a lot. Thank you.